This is episode 158. Inflammation is the root of all illness and disease. You actually don't even have to have a disease to be inflamed. Maybe you're carrying a bit of excess body fat or have an injury or you're just feeling tired or worn out or even holding on to some old anger, pain or resentment. All of these things lead to having an inflamed body and an inflamed mind. And if you don't reduce and eliminate that inflammation, it essentially builds up and becomes something far worse. And so, if you feel that you've got any inflammation going on in your body right now, then today's show is absolutely for you because we talk about the fun, the facts, the mystical and the energetic benefits of the practice of grounding, otherwise known as earthing, and just how rapidly the simplicity of nature can transform your life. Sound good? Well, let's get into this already. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Good to have you here on the show for another mind-bending episode of the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. It's my mission to coach 250 men and women to lose weight and be their healthiest self before the end of this very interesting year, December 2021. Uh, And if you're keen to get in on the waiting list for the next intake for the start of 2022, scroll down below and click the link in the show notes and join our group and get your health back on track after the old COVID kilos may or may not have creeped in. Uh, So today we have a brother of mine, a brother from another mother, but a brother nonetheless. We've got Matthew Titmus, our resident shamanic energy medicine healer, whom has over 28 years of experience in the field of shamanism and is also a Reiki master. Known as the medicine man and wisdom keeper, this man started out as a paramedic, would you believe, and, and an emergency medicine technician in Australia. You may recognize this man's super smooth, silky, grounded voice from episode 80. And if you're new to shamanic energy medicine or you've never heard about it or you feel a bit weird about it, I'd recommend you scroll back to that show. It's called, quite literally, Ep 80, What is Shamanic Energy Medicine? Where Matthew and I dive deep into talking about it and giving you a clear picture of what it is. So, quick little bit of background. Matthew was trained in Machu Picchu in Peru with shamans that come from a thousand-year lineage of shaman masters and energy healers. And here in Australia, he works with the Indigenous Australians Indigenous Australians, utilizing and being a student of their ancient healing practices that come from the land on which we live here in Australia uh, and go back hundreds and hundreds of generations. And here we go for round two, my friend. Welcome back to the show, mate. How are you? Oh, Maddie, thank you so much for the opportunity and thanks for that beautiful intro. It's uh, awesome to catch up with you again, brother. Oh, absolutely. Our connection points are always therapeutic, let's say. They <laughs> <laughs> absolutely are, brother. You, you know it. Totally. So, we've been, we've been chatting a bit back and forth this year. It's been, it's been a hell of a time here in Australia, here in the world. And I'm just curious, like we've had a lot of deep conversations, but... How is it in the energy space? I know you've been doing lots of healing work this year, but is this year different to other years? Uh, it's different in the fact of what we're really starting to see and observe and the tangibility of the events that are taking place. So, yeah, brother, it's been a, uh, for lack of a better word, intense year for most people um, on different levels. But, yeah, I've seen so many um, so many truths and so much being revealed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Me too. Me too. As I was just saying, I recently went to a protest, <laughs> standing up for truth, and and you know, because and a lot more people are coming, becoming privy to the truth, and standing in a crowd of uh, you know somewhere between two hundred and three hundred thousand people that are on the same wavelength is energetically extremely uplifting. So I think that's a nice resolution to the energetic complexities that have happened throughout the last two years. Yeah, certainly in my lifetime, brother, I've not seen the the extent of uh, people, you know, marching and speaking up for what's not in alignment for their highest good, and we're we're seeing something that's never occurred, and uh, I think that's needed. I think we really need to be questioning everything, and that's one of the reasons why I think we're seeing this emergence. Uh, people are starting to question things, and curiosity um curiosity didn't kill the cat incidentally i think it made it very much more wise <laughs> that's why it's got so many lives <laughs> that's why it's got so many lives but i think i think it illustrates people's heart and you know once we're starting to get healthier and we and you know we're building our own biologies we're actually being more open to the reality in which we live in so yeah it's been a huge couple of years probably been beyond that really yeah, I guess it was all there was a build up there sort of in the background that we were mostly unconscious of. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's where, you know, today's conversation is probably going to be quite beneficial for people um of all walks of life and yeah, I'm really keen to sort of get down in amongst it today with your brother and and talk about some things that are pretty close to both our hearts actually. Yeah, well, and I guess that kind of leads us into that quite well because we're talking about sort of the energy component of the last few years and the way that people are showing up in the world and and we're learning a lot from the news that there's a lot of illusions and there's a lot of lies and and it's sort of getting to the point for some people that it's like, I don't know what is real anymore or what is true, which I think is really sets the stage for a conversation that we wanted to have today about grounding and earthing. And I think um, that really brings back really brings us back into the material reality of the world being mother earth and that which is you know embedded or ingrained in mother earth and so what is your experience with earthing or grounding or maybe we should start with what it is for people um like for the purpose of earthing and grounding we really are there's a couple of things that are happening actually we are maintaining a connection to the earth and to our spirit and uh gaining free electrons neutrons from the Earth's surface, and we're also uh, looking for a biological effect and a response in our health. And over time and consistent practice of this, we get both that spiritual connection and also the biological effects, which are fantastic. Yeah, I I remember doing a bit of sort of prep in the lead up to our conversation today and delving back into some of the research of um, grounding. And one of the most common things from all the researchers and probably people listening is what do you mean? Just walking barefoot on the earth helps your health. That sounds like a bit of a, you know, a bit of woo-woo nonsense going on there. <laughs> do, do you find that people react that way? That they're like, what, just walk on the earth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's exactly what you get, broadly speaking, from people. And I think um, most people when they were growing up would have been running at the beach or outside playing cricket on a summer's day in bare feet and feeling that exuberance and that that life force mm-hmm. running through them. And I think once you remind them of the simplicity of it, they kind of remember um, being back to a child, for instance. Also, um, when I get sort of stiff competition 
Um, I like to keep a very open mind. I just refer to the 21 peer-reviewed papers that we've got going at the moment. And the gentleman that actually brought this into the Western format for us was Clint Ober some 50 years ago. So Clint is an exceptional individual, very kind soul who uh, actually uh, grew up in a reservation Mm -hmm. uh, with the Cheyenne Indians over in the States and he really brought it into the format for us. So I'm not reinventing the wheel today. I'm just really reminding us of the intricate nature of our connection to the earth and, you know, the effects that it has. I'm curious because you touched on the Cheyenne people there and obviously you work with Aboriginals and there's lots of different um, cultures in history that have used the earth in different ways. Do you think that cultures before now knew the healing benefits of grounding or were they just always grounding because they never had shoes? Both those reasons, Maddie, and I'll refer to the Peruvians that I've worked with. Um, their connection is intrinsic to their community focus and their relationship with the earth and the cosmos. So um, they knew it in such a way that they were able to grow their food proximately mm-hmm. with that connection to the earth, what's growing seasonally. Yeah. Um, and through that understanding and comprehension of uh, that, the earth and what what it's providing, um, they were able to grow food seasonally and that uptake of food into their gut and into their heart and brain maintains such a more overall connection to life. Yeah. So they've known about this as far back as we can go and what we're finding out through is with modern um, anthropology and archaeology is that we're finding out just how far that goes back. Yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing when you think about it because I'm you mentioned Clint Oper before and he realized um that the thing that changed in the 60s was that we got rubber soles and synthetic materials started being put together in the, you know, technology sphere and the engineering sphere and science was making all these leaps and bounds and ha- having you know, gone from being electronic beings uh, that walk around with a you know a heart rate that beats because of electro electronic pulses, um, or thoughts that you know fire along our neurons all day as, as electronic energy, and then we went from touching the earth, which has got all these free electrons, as you say, and being sort of balanced or earthed, just like a power you know a power lead would be earthed. We introduced these rubber soles that uh, essentially insulated us from the earth, and ever since. There's been a proliferation in inflammatory diseases. Yeah, well, there's an absolute direct link to that, Matt, and that inflammatory process. We know that inflammation is the cause of all disease, meaning that you know the the disease to the system biologically is from that. Um, and I think we've seen that carried out in all avenues of life. Everything that we're ingesting, we're breathing, mm-hmm. uh, has a huge level of toxicity to it. That's another whole nother avenue of talking but um, that was a a really big pivotal moment especially in Western society because uh, the Indigenous view have been wearing leather Um, so that's still able to bring that electrical conduit through Mm, yeah but as that rubber came in we really started to disconnect not only from the earth but from ourselves yeah yeah and the leather shoes and also um, like people would be sleeping on often the floor but they'd be wrapped up in like um animal skins and cow hides and stuff like that which having been of nature still are able to conduct and transfer those electrons oh absolutely brother and i think also with that to the soil quality back then was literally just at another level so we've seen the, oh. the uh, depreciation of soil um and its constituents over a, a 
a period of time too, which doesn't help our plight for over-around over health. <laughs> totally. So, with on that note, because a lot of the, the natural health conversations are challenged by people saying, well, you know, a stick of celery doesn't have as much nutrition anymore, so you should buy supplements or, you know, the air's not as good anymore, so you should do X, Y, Z. Like all of these things are starting to be contaminated by, you know, the industrial commercialized revolution that, we're, that we've been going through in the last 100 years. Is it the same thing for earthing? Is the earth getting contaminated so that the electrons are being damaged in some way so that it's, you know, it's becoming a less effective strategy? Yes, Matt, I do feel that personally and from my perspective, I do think there's yeah definitely an impact um, mm-hmm. and you kind of look at the different parts of the world geographically where there's uh, energy practices being used and utilised um, and the impact of that on the land is different everywhere you go um, and that sort of then sort of moves into the spiritual aspects of earthing and who's been there before, what type of energy has been there before and the land definitely holds all those um, those experiences, those feelings. Um, it's like mm-hmm. we were talking before the show about how a building has its own biology and the constituents that make up the building and what they hold. And I think that um, that has a huge impact on um, the ability to connect to the earth freely. Mm, interesting. It's it's interesting that you say the word freely as well because the and I'm sort of sharing this for the listeners, but the one of the benefits of grounding is that or one of the foundations of inflammation is that you get a free radical build up in your cells and so you get these yeah, these electrons that are basically these molecules that are running around your body causing all sorts of damage, but putting your feet on the earth allows you to connect to the negatively charged um, electrons of the earth and it neutralizes that and reduces inflammation. Um, but to, to dig into that, I mean, a lot of people are probably wondering like, what do you, what do you mean the ground areas <laughs> hold an energy? Like, can you, can you pull that apart a little bit? Absolutely. I guess um, if we're looking from an atmospheric point of view as well, mm-hmm. Um, we've got the sun um, shining its photonic light. It comes down at different degrees and different strengths. And as it's coming into the atmosphere around 60 kilometres, they say, mm-hmm. that iodizes and that penetration of the earth releases those electrons, those free, those that, that beautiful energy that we're connecting to. And that's the process of the cycles. That's also the elements working together. So mm-hmm. they're all part of the whole um, intricate framework but the only way you're going to find out, and you don't believe what I say, but is to go out there and put your feet on the earth and just actually send your attention down to your feet if you're using your feet or your hands, sending your attention down to your feet and just actually feeling that vib- vibratory uh, feeling that you get. And I kind of use the analogy too when I talk about um, anything to do with the earth is you don't go to sleep at night and you say to yourself, oh, come on, heart, I really need you to beat tonight. <laughs> hey, man, you know, I need you to keep beating. Um, the same analogy can be applied to nature. It's It's got this flow. It's got this energy moving through it that's known by many different things from different cultures as ki and prana and chi. Um, that that energy force is what's growing and and facilitating that movement and flow through the earth, through the mycelium network, mm-hmm. through the roots of the trees, through the soil, and the soil has a compository of all different elements that are all working together. So really, the only tangible 
thing you can do is actually try it for yourself and, and just remember what it was like as a child running through a field of grass or running down the beach for a surf or putting your feet in the water. Uh, it really does become much more of a tangible thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said before, there's 21 clinical research trials on it which show that, yeah, it's it's really good for cardiovascular risk. It lowers um, your – it improves the viscosity of your blood, your stress levels reduce, your stress hormones reduce. And I think, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like if they go for a walk um, on grass, like particularly if you're alone and it's quiet, like you just feel this kind of like – like this – kind of grounding which is ironic to call it but like you just feel your nervous system kind of calm down and get be less wired absolutely brother and i think we've got we're electromagnetic beings so what we're doing if we're not um hindering that process of the electromagnetism coming down through our vessel down through our spine and out through our sympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. that's that magnetism that feminine aspect of us is what's grounding into the earth and it, it's outstanding the simplicity, but what it what it's really doing too, it's resetting our circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's our rest and wake sleep. So there's an alignment that takes place. Um, most people um, have some sort of stress going on, mm-hmm. so we've got that circadian rhythms getting messed with through the adrenal function, pumping out heaps of adrenaline into the system. That's cancelling out magnesium. That's cancelling out zinc to a degree and all the other elements. So we're getting a really beautiful reset mm. and it really works down to the cellular tissue. So it's actually that energy is being absorbed up into our building blocks of life. And, yeah, doing it long enough, you really start to feel that in your body. Mm-hmm. How long is long enough out of curiosity? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's, that's a good question, brother. I think it's more so how much you want to do it yourself and, and the, obviously, the more time you spend out grounding mm-hmm. with that intention, um, the better off uh, that consistent practice. They say that's between 60 to 70% in most people is a reduction of inflammation after half an hour mm-hmm. of walking on the grass. Like if you've got a patch of grass at home, you can literally go and you can kill birds with two stones or one stone, I should say, <laughs> where you can sit, sit in a chair and um, have the sun shining on your face and then mm-hmm. have the earth below and really getting a combination of that really beautiful iodizing process, the sun, the vitamin D, mm-hmm. you know, it's coming through the pores of the skin and so forth and, and then getting the vibratory feelings and energy of the earth at the same time. And just to clarify, that uh, that grass has to be real grass that's got roots into the dirt, not, <laughs> not um, you know, not fake grass or grass that's uh, – well, yeah, actually, that's a good question. What about grass that's like – only a couple of you know inches or a foot deep, and then underneath is concrete. Like that, that kind of situation, or is not relevant, or you have to be fully on the earth. Look, I think um, there could be a slight interference, but if you take away the concrete itself, the concrete's on the earth, and you know energy permeates through all inanimate objects, all inanimacy. Mm-hmm. So we really are going to get it. And if the grass is alive, you, you definitely are getting energy for sure. I mean, if you look at the breakdown of our um, whole world and our mm-hmm. existence, some call it the scalar energy field. Others call it, you know, the the energy field in which we lived. Uh, Nikola Tesla really started to harness that comprehension of energy. So if you break mm-hmm. it down into that, everything is energy. So we really are tapping into it all the time. It's just a mix 
of so many different variables that, um, yeah, that brings consciousness into it. Um, I think electromagnetic, uh, the magnetic nature of life could be the, the child of consciousness. The child of consciousness. That's a, that feels like a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, could, we could go down there, bro, for sure. Um, but, yeah, definitely in the earthing realm, um, it doesn't really matter as long as what you're standing on or sitting on has, has, has life. So, yeah, a bit of green, mm-hmm. yeah, she's good. Green is good. Eat your greens. Eat your greens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, awesome. And so you you mentioned before, it's sort of been in my mind since you said it about um, the fact that like, you know, certain areas of the earth or where, you know, maybe things have happened on on that in the past. How does that energetically detox? Like how does it get rid of bad energy or toxic energy or, you know, maybe, you know, whatever it might have happened on that place of earth beforehand? How do you detox it? Well, the Earth is doing that itself. It's it's process. Uh, great Pachamama, and I always refer to the beautiful Peruvians that taught me the process. Um, in terms of our own energy, if we're holding, uh, they call it hucha. So negative energy is called hucha. You standing on the Earth with an intention to release, and this is where we bring our breath in. The breath practice. Uh, mm-hmm. The breath is inspiring, so we're breathe- So that's also inspiriting. So we're bringing spirit in on the in-breath, and as we're breathing out, we're, we're releasing the hucha in our breath. I expire. Mm-hmm. I release from my system all energy that is not mine. That goes down through your feet, literally, through the feet chakras. So we've mm-hmm. got, we spoke about in our last episode, the seven chakras and how they govern the meridians and the circuitry system. Yeah. And we're sort of pertaining to the Chinese medicine ethos, which is, Incredible, I might add. So that uh, process of expiring out the hucha with intention into the earth, they call that mulching. <laughs> so right. Pachamama mulches that and then basically alchemizes that energy and then filters it out through what I would call the, the lower extremities of, of the mycelium network and pumps that out through different energy lines and song lines known to the Aboriginals, the song lines. So that energy is alchemized for the highest of all good. Um, so that's the premise behind that. So Mother Earth, look, I couldn't even begin to tell you what she's really doing to that level, but that's just what I've been taught. And, yeah, it's just a, you know, just mind-blowing really. Yeah, it totally is. So, it makes me think too, like um, obviously in the Western world that we're in, or I mean, which is basically the whole world now, to be honest, like we're always trying to get more of everything and, and sort of, you know, fully inundate ourselves, whether it be video games, social media, or whether it be healing, like we've got the capacity to listen to podcasts, sign up to all of the courses and, and go really deep. So, I'm wondering, is it possible to go deep with grounding like we can obviously walk every day but like what if, what if you dig a hole and just bury yourself basically well i'm excited about that flow of things because that's where we're getting in more into the actual fabric of what we're talking about um i know where while clint uber or Ober was uh, working with the cheyenne they were telling him stories about when the scarlet fever came into their their um their culture and so their practice of healing that was to it affected a lot of the children, obviously. So those children mm-hmm. were literally buried up to just below their neck, and the grandfathers and the grandmothers of that tribe would sit round that that pit that was um, built, light fires, and they would sit with them 
and sing and converse with them for three days to four days. And after that process, they were brought out of the soil. Lo and behold, no scarlet fever. So yeah, that, wow. that, that's the potential of it. So energetically that is alchemizing that whole disease. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, you would know much more about this than me, but we know that a lot of our disease comes from the stomach initially and, that, mm. that, and then that's brought out through our system and it starts to affect different orders, more susceptible, uh, organs that are more susceptible. Um, so what they kind of worked out is with that process is that the soil absorbs all that energy that's diseased and that sort of comes into the circadian rhythm, comes into the nervous system. It's really just fascinating wisdom that they had. Um, it's pretty random, you know, like imagine if you went around to your mate's place and he's just dug a hole. Where are you, buddy? I'm just hanging in a hole, man, just getting rid of this disease. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a buck stew gone wrong. Like, you know, you've been buried in the earth up to your yep. neck for four days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're very questionable, those traditional bucks things, aren't they? That- well, yes and no. I mean, like if if we think about it, you know, food grows in the earth or food feeds from the earth and the the stuff that it grows from is in the dirt and that therefore in the dirt is the nutrients and the minerals. And so if you're covering your entire skin in essentially as much earth as, as is, that is around you with all of those minerals and all of those nu- nutrients and the skin absorbs you know, things, we know that we, we put creams on with different uh, vitamins in them and minerals in them uh, so that we absorb. It makes perfect sense that you would get a massive influx of the things that can be absorbed from the skin through the dirt. Oh, Maddie, it is it's just incredible the actual depth of this. It's like our fascia that's holding our muscle in. It's also holding the energetic fabric of our they call that the web of life or the great mm-hmm. mystery, which is our ghost body, our auric field, our energy body, protons, neurons, electrons oscillating to a vibration that we are in creation of. So it makes sense, doesn't it? We're we're a photosynthesis being. We're basically a tree, you know, we're probably not as wise as a tree with the way we're acting at the moment. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, that is incredible, the depth of that um, and even at my age where I'm getting a lot older, I'm really just starting to begin to to realise a few things that are right in front of our face and the, these old Indigenous practices of connecting to the earth were just like normal for them. I think mm-hmm. as we get through society now and we start to, to move on in the years, we are working out that we are disconnected. What is it that we're disconnected from? Well, mm-hmm. don't worry about the earth, worry about ourselves to start with. We're very disconnected from ourselves from my experience and how do we get back to that? I think it's through this the practices of, of grounding, earthing, and developing a more consistent practice. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. 
Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it, skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. I remember you said to me, and maybe it was the first conversation we ever had, I don't remember, but it was a while ago, a couple of years ago maybe, but you said anything that is not rooted in Mother Earth is an illusion. And I remember that it pops up into my mind whenever I'm challenged by an idea or a concept or I'm offended or like... Can you dig into that? Like, what do you what do you mean by that? And how is being because because obviously a tree like or a plant is rooted in the earth, whereas humans we're not, right? So we have to go and touch it, but we're not actually rooted in the earth. So, yeah, what does it mean that if we're not in the earth, we're an illusion? <laughs> yeah, I think that that could be split into different factors, but we'll use the actual process of physically grounding. I think that when you're mm-hmm. doing that. Because I think if you start to speak on ego terms and what that's doing, we're still in the physicality, but that's convoluted um, and there's lots of um, talk in that space. But I think going back to us as a physical being grounding to the earth, there's a process that's going underway where there's a synergy. There's an unbelievable synergy occurring where we are connecting to every aspect of ourselves and every aspect Mm -hmm. of the earth. And when we look at that, there's no disparity of what's inside us, what's even in our atmosphere or our atoms sphere, what's around us. Mm -hmm. That synergy brings such an alignment that it's so tangible that you can feel it through that practice. Whereas when we're out in the earth, um, we're not connected. Um, We don't really have a lot of control of that existential energy that's going on around us. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, when I say it's an illusion, I, I say that it's just not tangible. It could be absolute nonsense. It is, it is nonsense in a lot of ways, what we're seeing. As soon as you go back to the earth and grounding and that synergy occurs, it becomes very tangible and it just feels right. Mm-hmm. So based on resonance, um, not based on your mind and what you're thinking is happening, but more based on that feeling of resonance. And I think that's what we're coming back to. And that's what the ancient ones have taught us about is that re- everything has a resonance. Yeah. So that, that, that's not an illusion to me, that, that, that pure resonance. So that's kind of what I think I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, well, and as you say, as you say there, um, you're talking about, you talked, touched a little bit on ego and sort of the, the, the skin or is the fabric of the, you know, the beginning of the sort of that line between reality and not reality. And it's funny because Freud in his psychology work said that the, the skin is the container for the ego, um, which is kind of, kind of along a similar line of thinking. But, um, the, I guess, because we're not rooted in the earth and because, yeah, we need to maybe get back to it, 
and touching on Freud there as well, it's like a lot. some of these trials or the people that did these trials actually found that depression symptoms alleviated and the hormones in their bodies, which were out of whack because of maybe past trauma or situations that occurred, improved their state of like well-being and happiness and connection. And do you think that's because they're getting back to who they are and, and earthing is allowing them to download some of that negative energy out of their body? Uh, brother, absolutely. I think um, my mind's going in so many different places, but I think that <laughs> what we're seeing, like, so the ego can be defined as it's keeping you safe. It's telling you, hey, if you do that in this physical world right now, it's probably not going to end up well. I'm going to jump off here and off a cliff here and hurt myself <laughs> to use that <laughs> lack of a better explanation. But I think um, it is, it's just such a firm it's a firm space to go into with that because if we just bring it all back to how we connect, what we're doing, that simplistic practice, it, it becomes apparent just in our own feelings how we feel. You know, I have days where I'm not feeling great, so I'll go out for a walk and I honestly feel that energy alleviate. So I think mm. what I'm getting at too with that with depression or just feeling a little bit of low vibration is that just getting out and we're alchemizing with our body it's mm -hmm. alchemizing all that energy just with our connection to the earth and i know one of the studies they did was actually one of the guys i've forgotten his name at the moment but his mother was 90 and she was inflicted with quite some inflammatory diseases and played um, tennis all her life and as she was getting older up into her 90s you know it's getting quite old she was finding she couldn't play tennis again so she was introduced to earthing and after four weeks of consistent an hour a day bare feet she was able to play tennis again and there's i think in the grounding movie that you can access through youtube or gaia is that she's out there playing tennis after four weeks and she was really heading towards a, a bad place so a variety of emotions can be healed we know that these papers are really worth looking at if you, um, if you get your hands on them and they really show that there's changes in emotional levels there's changes in sleep um, we know that sleep is probably the number one thing for our body to heal itself. So this is kind of where we get, see, as we could go in so many different places, this is kind of where we're getting away from people saying they're a healer. They're probably more guiding you back to a space where you can reconnect to the earth and then provide the space for your human body to initiate the healing because the, the body is, as you know, Maddie, to the level of your wisdom on it, if we give it the right space, it heals itself. And I think that's where we, we could entertain the idea of going back and looking at what happens when you're grounding. And these papers really reveal the so-called science behind it too now. So, mm, Yeah, no, absolutely. And you, you bring up a good point too because a, a lot of this stuff like with the inflammation reduction is really quick. And like you said, four-week turnaround and she was 94, I think, from memory. And like... A lot of these people that go into these trials or experiment because you can get grounding mats that you put in your bed um, and you can get grounding mats that you put in chairs. I used to work somewhere where they um, they had um, the grounding mats for patients in the, the chair, like the patient chair that they would do the consult in. And so there's lots of ways to be able to introduce this. But yeah, the inflammation reduction and therefore, of course, state of well-being and mental state of well-being improves in such a short time frame. 
Oh, it's completely visible. I know with a lot of my clients in my healing business, so the first thing I do is we go through a grounding process. We just sit for 10 minutes in a chair. Mm-hmm. We're actually in a really beautiful garden setting, so I've got the ability to look out across a lake. We've got trees around us. We've got the beautiful green grass. And what we're yeah, doing great. is we're tuning in first to our to the earth and ourselves and just breathing, you know, with the intention of clearing out any energy that is not ours because as soon as that sun comes up, and we awaken, you know, most people are awakening. We're sending our consciousness out of our body, out into the field, out into the scalar energy field, as I like to call it these days. There's some advances mm-hmm. in the quanta energy field, but we're sending our energy out. So wouldn't it make sense if we can retain that as much as possible by grounding and earthing and allowing the, the natural process of electromagnetism that's happening there's so much cool stuff coming out around this too, you know, like the electrical universe and things like that. I'm, you know, I don't confess to know what it's all about, but I'm really resonating with that space these days, just really what we are and being able to go, well, yeah, we are electromagnetic beings. How are we going to increase our health with that? Oh, funnily enough, there's some ancient practices that we can do that will enable that. So it really, really works and we're not here to promote that space because we know it does but as i said don't believe what i say <laughs> go ahead and, and try it for yourself yeah well and as you were speaking there um uh, talking about being electromagnetic beings we're also maybe the the opposite which is also not helping us not just rubber soles on shoes and not you know living in huts where we've got dirt as the floor but the other side maybe is and this is you know some people might roll their eyes but that's okay um is that <laughs> Like we're in a world, especially, you know, here in Melbourne, we're in a world where there's electromagnetic frequencies where like there's Wi-Fi signals going in all all directions, telecommunication signals going everywhere and they're as much as they say non-ionizing radiation, which, you know, they make everybody feel safe by saying, oh, that has no impact and is impeded by nothing. We also know that... um, where there's internet towers and where there's these telecommunication boxes that the grass and the the life doesn't grow around them. And there was even a a study done by some high school kids, which was repeated later by um, their teacher, where they put, uh, they planted seeds next to a router that was on and then they did one that was off and the one that was off grew and the one that was on didn't grow. So as much as they tell us, you know, oh, it's totally fine. Like, you know, the Wi-Fi signals and the radio waves and all that kind of jazz, it doesn't do anything to you. Now, it might not be measurable in like a four-week study, but I would debate that it is definitely doing something. Just because we can't measure it in science, and this is the ignorance of science, just because we can't measure it, they they kind of assume or scientism assumes that it can't be real. Um, and it's just such a narrow-minded view. But my question to you is, I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but my question <laughs> to you is, like, is there is that contributing to the being out of balance, having all these Wi-Fi telecommunication signals going through our, our own energy field? Look, I, I concur with what you just said. <clears throat> Excuse me as I clear my throat on the chakra there. Um, this is really important to me, Maddie. Um, look, I'll just use, look, maybe just the listeners out there, just consult your mind and how you feel about this. I think it's really strange how we've got whales and these beautiful creatures just beaching themselves randomly. These these uh, beautiful animals have sonar. They have their own sonar system that's, basically helping them guide them through the oceans and 
what we're seeing over the last 50 years is a huge increase in whales just randomly beaching themselves somewhere. I think my personal opinion is that there's massive interference coming from the satellites. There's been so many more put in. We're seeing infrastructure being put up, which is the infrastructure is being put up so that it can keep up with the speed in which it needs to send all this computer data around. Mm. So the more data, the more um, higher speed um, electrical magnetic frequencies are required to send this through, the more that that's happening, the more sick people are getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've really, yeah, we really need to start to switch our our viewers on a more bigger picture and to see what's happening. I just think that's really curious. Um, it's I really don't like seeing it. It's the worst thing. I've just seen an increase in that over the years with more satellites, more interference. You know, you can send your, you can press your garage door opener like 500 metres away from your house and it will open. Yeah. So that frequency is being sent through. There's huge innovations in that areas of protection. So Many people out there think we need protection from us. Are we really looking at them and listening to their wisdom mm. around there? Because mm. there's a lot of really cool devices out there now and they're getting better to aid our health through shielding our our premises, our homes, ourselves. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big believer that that has a huge impact. Um, that's just my personal view. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Even here in Melbourne in Brunswick, they had a, um, a community vegetable garden or something like that that um, they put up the new, um, I'm not sure if it was 5G or it was earlier than that. It might have even been 4G towers um, in the, and, and nothing grew. And then they moved, they literally, the council moved the tower and everything started to grow again. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely something going on. But yeah, and I'm, I totally agree with you on on everything that you're sort of suggesting there. And 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 again, just because science hasn't proved it doesn't mean it's not true. And the other thing to say is too is that we live in such a consumerism, you know, commercialized world that everybody needs the latest of everything. And as you know, like things, uh, just we just go through things so quickly that yeah, they they know we behave this way as humans because we're stuck in our dopamine addiction, basically. And so they're like, oh, they want faster, better, faster, better. And so they just vomit, Silicon Valley is just vomiting technology on us, basically, and we can't keep up. But the consequence of that, you know, it it changes every year, but the the health consequence might be a decade away and it might be devastating, Um, but we can't measure it yet. We can't see it yet. So it might be too little, too late. You know, but I, I mean, I hope it's not. But equally, we should keep those technologies in their lane, in their domain, like you're sort of suggesting, and use the other technology on the other side of things to protect us from it. I totally agree, Maddie. And it, I, I really start to go into what is balance, what is balance in the world. And mm. um, I know through my teachings, through the Indigenous path, that it's all about balance. It's all about maintaining a relationship with all life, whether what that is to you, what that means to you. Um, the balance and the equilibrium of existence is being tilted one way. Um, Mm -hmm. in such a way that it's causing such a discourse in our nature. Um, It's taking us further away from nature. You see, you can't make money off this stuff. So that's why I always question, have we looked at what's happened through history? Have we seen the patterns that have been through history, how every single Indigenous culture, every single feminine 
um, wisdom has been removed um, or obliterated so we can't access that the the demonizing of feminine wisdom and the the nature of the patriarchal system all ties into our lack of connection to the earth and um, as I always say, these are just how I see it from my eyes and my experience. But my perspective is that mm-hmm. the first people were the women. Our mitochondria are a feminine cell, so the building blocks of our existence comes from this feminine nature. Mm-hmm. Shamanic practitioners and shamanic healers have gone to the sun through their their journeying, and and what appeared to be masculine became feminine. So there's all those questions I ask about that and look back at history and what, how far we've come. I think we've devolved and I don't like to say that, but yeah. um, back in the day, back where we're talking literally thousands of years ago, we were in harmony with the earth. We were in balance. We grew food proximately. We had a beautiful connection to the earth, so, so much so the animals um, were closer to us. They're starting to move away. We're losing some incredible species that are the fabric of our existence. So all those things come to mind uh, when we're out of balance for me. Um, Are we going to come back into balance? Well, that's going to be our own creation. We have that either to go one way or the other, what's it going to be? So who are we putting power into? So are we putting it into ourselves? I think that's where the earth practices are starting to come out. A lot of people are getting very curious about this stuff that's really been in front of their face. I love that idea of questioning what is balance because um, as, as you know and the listeners know, I work a lot with nutrition and the sort of the usual dogma that's spat out by your GP is, oh, just eat in moderation or just have a balanced diet and it's like it depends which seesaw you're looking at. It could be once a day, it could be once an hour, like what is balance? You know, it's such an arbitrary term and the further we move away from nature, the, the more warped our view of balance gets, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I find that it's a conversation around frequency is actually more um, more applicable to people because they're like, oh, okay, then I can do it that many times um, as opposed to everybody's own arbitrary view of balance and moderation because depending on your emotions, you'll change that, right? It's like, oh, I really want chocolate, but it's only once today. But when you don't want chocolate, you might be like, oh, I might just have it once this week, you know? And so your emotional state changes that balance. But talking about frequency, like how can people get started with earthing, grounding? Like what's a good sort of frequency during the week to do it? How would they kick off? So great question, Maddie. Um, Look, what do you want to get out of life? Firstly, how do you want to feel... Um, if you want to feel healthy, I would. Um, if you want to start feeling healthy, if you're not, say you're in that space at the moment, mm-hmm. it's as simple as finding somewhere, even your own backyard, starting and just getting your feet out, just taking your socks off and sitting down or sitting in a chair with your feet on the earth and just basically, as I said earlier on in, in, our, in our chat, is that just intentionally breathe up through your feet. So our imagination is probably the key to our existence, I would say. So we use our imagination to really to magic things in. So breathing up through your feet and just imagining you're doing that, you're breathing up those electrons, those neutrons, that beautiful energy from the earth up into the system, um, that's where you start. That's as simple as that. And, and then broadening that when you can go out 
or you're surfing or you're walking out in the forest, just try kicking your, your feet off. Obviously, you're not going to walk on some sharp rocks and stuff like that, but find the places that are nice to walk on and, and just breathe, literally just breathing. The world's shortest meditation is one conscious breath. I love that. How many times are we just, we're not breathing or, or intentionally listening to our breath or breath is spirit, breath is life. So that's where I would start with those two processes of actually going, oh, I'm actually breathing. Ah, oh, cool. My feet are on the earth and then just getting that process again. What will happen is you'll remember. you remember what it's like. Um, you've got that, that uh, memory in, in your, your DNA, in your genetics, in your yeah. blood. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. So obviously people love you because they've just listened to this podcast. So where can they get more of you and find you online? Oh, thanks, Matt. That's a very kind. Then likewise, bro. Um, <laughs> thanks, man. Well, yeah, beginning with my personal page on Facebook, which then takes you to Shamanic Energy Medicine Tasmania Facebook mm-hmm. page, and then furthermore, Shamanic Energy Medicine Tasmania with Matthew Titmus website. So you can ac- access me through there. There will be some um, instructional um, videos and things coming through there soon. I've just uh, had a ceremony here in Launceston last week where um, we get people together and we do a despacho, um, a Quero process of abundance and blessing. So you can access all that type of information on my webpage. And, um, yeah, I'm always open to messages. Um, I can point you in the right direction. I can send you some books to read or um, just a little bit of my own experience on earthing and grounding and what that's been like for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm always open, yeah, for for that type of questions or connection. Amazing. Thanks for sharing. And obviously, for everybody listening, all the links will be down in the show notes below. So, scroll down um, and tap onto those and um, if you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, take a screenshot. Maybe you know someone that's struggling with an illness or a disease or depression or anything inflammatory basically that this may help in some small way. Share it with that friend um, and you'll definitely be doing them a favor because our voices are amazing. Um, Anyway, to wrap up, (laughs) maybe on this topic, maybe not on this topic, what's one piece of health information you wish more people knew about? Well, it would certainly be the simplicity of grounding, like in this context we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Please don't step in your own way, pardon the pun. You, you know, if you want to, you know, broaden your horizons and your curiosity on life, I would start with just reconnecting to the earth. I really think that that's one of the key areas we can do to change how we show up. Um, and then that connection with everything is going to come back to us uh, tenfold. So I would start with just reconnecting to the earth with your bare feet, just on the grass at home, and, yeah, that that's what I would do. Amazing. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate you being on the show, mate. Thank you so much, brother, for the opportunity to talk with you, man. I love talking with you and, you know, love the work that you're doing in your area. And if I might add, like any type of shamanic energy medicine, we really look at the diet and what you're feeding and the area in which your expertise is, Maddie. you're doing brilliant. So thanks again, mate, for allowing me to converse with you here and, yeah, keep up the good work. Thanks, man. Maybe some uh, Maddie and Maddie collabs in the future. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt at all. <laughs> all right, mate. Thanks. We'll, get, we'll catch you soon. Well, lots of love out there to all the to listeners as well. And, um, you know, if you're feeling not so good at the moment, Take yourself outside and reconnect and 
and I wish you all the blessings in the world. Beautiful. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.